and welcome to Flappity Flap Podcast with your hosts, Brandon and Sarah. Hello. And today, everybody, uh, we are talking about, what are we talking about? Um, do you want to talk about death or do you want to talk about our new favorite reality show? Well, death is a pretty fun topic, so let's start with death. Ah, okay. <laughs> um... Well, my mom had to put her dog down this last week. Oh, and then I actually meant to tell you before we recorded, um, Ripley, my sister's roommate's dog, the little pug, they had to put him down too. Oh. He was really um, cute and old and snuffly and um, he would kind of like do this like whimpery grunty thing mm-hmm. like when he wanted attention. He was very old and blind. <clears throat> yeah. So when we visited her one time with Charlie, our dog, um, he was just like coming up to him and like bumping into him too and just bumping into everything. He would just like walk to walk in a direction that he wanted to go and then crash into something and then Mm -hmm. like sniff it. Like what? What is this thing I've only bumped into 500 times before? Yeah, he was walking underneath there. We were sitting on these metal stools. <clears throat> and he was walking underneath them and pinging his head on them. <laughs> his head's not made of metal. <laughs> Clung. Yeah, but you know, bone against... I know. It's just a funny thought. Ping. Yeah. Yeah. He was a pretty cute dog. But my mom had to put her Chihuahua Peebles down. And she's only had her a few years. She was a foster... A foster fail. Um, and she had kind of been through some stuff. I think her first or second owner... Uh, had mental health issues and um, killed herself. And I don't know how she did it. I don't remember. Um, But, you know, depending on how long it took people to find out and find her, she might have been alone and kind of traumatized. And just like she seemed like maybe she had suffered some abuse. She cowered every time anyone tried to pick her up. I mean, she definitely bonded with my mom um, and was much less afraid of her, but she still... You know, like if you bend over to pick her up, she she cowers and hunches, you know, kind of like lays down. And, you know, it was just like she kind of never really totally warmed to us. She'd sit in your lap if you placed her there. And like if you just played video games, or just hung out like she she'd relax. But just a stressed, nervous dog. But she adored my mom and my mom adored her. And she had, I think, um, heart um, con- congenital heart disease or heart failure like she was having maybe an enlarged heart or something yeah because she had a runny nose and um was constantly thirsty and panting and breathing issues and then yeah then was having i think uh she already had like marking issues she had the amount of time she peed on my mom's bed but but then she started having incontinence issues so Hmm. um my mom's really upset and it just sucks um you know and it just gets you thinking about life and death and your little furry friends and you know maybe you think you have a certain amount of time with them and you don't because my mom had just a few years ago put her um rat terrier Heidi down who was having like a Cushingoid Cushingoids Cushingoids disease or some some kind of syndrome but it wasn't actual Cushings it was but I think they call it that because it resembles it um Mm. and she was like 13 or 14 she'd had her for a long time and that really hit her hard so it just would have been nice if she'd 
had Peebles a little bit longer, been able to enjoy her. So she's pretty down in the dumps. And um, I don't know why we thought it would be fun, not fun, it good to talk about that, except that, I don't know. Does it make you think of animals you've had to lose? Um, Not really. I just, yeah, I'm just thinking about your mom and her situation with the dog and her other dog who has now lost two friends Mm -hmm. because she still has Hazel, which is a little rat terrier. Um, And she's, she's so sweet. She's She's a a rat chihuahua mix. Yeah. She's very sweet. Very social. Yeah, she's but super for a dog social. with no eyes, especially. If she hears you you speaking, she will walk over. She's blind, so she will walk at you. She has no eyes. That's how. Yeah. That's how we know she's absolutely blind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if you are like speaking or something, she'll walk at you, and re- she run really, into things. Yeah, <laughs> she really likes people a lot. I she think. really likes you too. She really, I think, like um. Mom says, like, Katie's, like, her favorite person, my sister, but she really liked you. Like, when you would come in or when you'd, like, be cooking, she would definitely try to follow you and just, like, perch behind, Mm -hmm. you know, just plant herself right behind you while you were at the oven and then you'd trip over her. And she'd do this funny thing where if you put, like, your foot or your hand on her back, she would do, like, this, you guys call it, like, a humpy dance or something. (laughs) It's like the humpy spot. It's like she's... She would arch her back. So you put it, you put your hand on her back and she would like arch her back and like do this like dance kind of thing. Yeah. And like kind of kick her legs. Kind of like she's like rubbing her back on you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it might just feel really good. But um, we and just, she grunts when yeah. she does it. She goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more cute than that. But. It makes me laugh every time yeah. she does it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a really sweet dog. So. Yeah. Yeah. So she's lost two two <laughs> sisters, and it's gotta. I mean, you know, dogs feel that, right? But I think also she <clears throat> has kind of played second fiddle to both of those dogs, and like my mom said, she's already kind of enjoying the spotlight. Oh, really? Yeah. I would think she would be. Um, well, maybe she doesn't know that they're gone. Um, maybe it could be because I I think dogs are really kind of can be sensitive to death. Like the um the dogs that were uh what would you what would you call it they were sniffing out for people uh at nine eleven oh yeah they got like depressed not at nine eleven at ground zero yeah nine eleven yeah mm-hmm. so I guess they like got depressed from seeing so many dead bodies or something or like they because they would sniff them out and then they'd find them mm-hmm. and it, instead of being like this like yay it was like uh. Maybe like a PTSD type of situation, mm. but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know like some dogs or just animals really bond, but I think in this instance, like my mom said when she had to let Heidi go, she said both the other dogs seemed happier. Well, it. I think it also depends if they're like put down in front of them or not. I think if if Heidi was put down in front of Hazel, Hazel probably would react a lot differently than... Oh, she... There's just an absence. Hazel's just gone. Like, good. Heidi's just gone. Or Heidi's just gone. She might just be thinking that she's, like, somewhere else. Yeah, I I don't know if they understand, but but the thing is that Heidi was um, kind of, like, the... Not alpha, but kind of, like, in charge. Like, 
she was kind of bossy. She would get kind of snippy mm -hmm. and like snap at them or at least snap at Hazel. And then kind of like with Peebles and Hazel, like they would both ride in the front passenger seat of the car. And then because Hazel can't see and she'd get nervous and stressed. So she'd like step on Peebles or like put her butt in her face and then Peebles would like snap at her and then Hazel's confused because she doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's probably just like enjoying things like having the whole crate to herself at work with mom or having the whole front seat to herself and just like stretching out like, ah, I could get used to this. And being the one. They were never <clears throat> like, I'm sure they were companionable, but I don't think it was like they were BFFs. It was yeah. kind of they both just had this mutual love for my mom and need for her and you know mm -hmm. i don't know that i've ever even been around dogs that are very like um close to other dogs i feel like maybe it's bigger dogs like even sweet. bigger Easy. dogs though <laughs> easier temperament maybe you know even clyde or charlie are mm -hmm. big dogs our past big dog but they haven't lived with other big dogs, right? But they had been around other dogs and they'd never, they would just be like, I will smell you and then I don't give a damn about you mm -hmm. anymore. It might be different if they live together, but, but yeah, they might just be like, oh. Except Clyde and Tyler, our cat, they were close. Mm -hmm. So Tyler, the cat, would like walk over to Clyde and just lay, like, you know, lay little spoon. <laughs> and they would just hang with each other. Yeah. Tyler was a lovey cat. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced a lovey cat like that to this day. What about the one we saw on our walk that, that other day a couple weeks ago? Like yeah. just that came up to us. Yeah, that was probably a Tyler-like cat. <laughs> so so I was kind of like, <laughs> I, I could like you, but it's not, I don't, I mean, Teen and Joel's cats might be loving, but not around, not when my dog's around. <laughs> Well, and they like rip up animals and stuff. Tyler was, mm -hmm. Tyler was like, he was so lazy and so sweet. Mm -hmm. Just this potato that would come up to you and want pets mm -hmm. and want to lay on you. Oh, that's and nice. I don't know that, I don't think he killed anything his mm -hmm. entire life. Whereas every other cat I've been around, it's like they'll leave, you know, mouse guts on yeah. your porch and I stuff. I don't think I've had a cat like that. I think our cat, our, our kind of brain damaged um, cat Joey that lasted like 16 years or something. I think he accidentally like caught a bat one time. Like the bat was probably like dying, oh. you know, and he brought it home, but it was not due to any prowess of mm. his own. You Look know. what I found struggling yeah. on the ground. <laughs> he might as well have been bringing home like a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> but um that poor bat yeah um but i forgot what i was gonna say about dogs um pets oh um you didn't have a whole lot of uh interaction with mackie my dog that i the other dog we i had with my ex um only kind of an annoying interaction yeah well you're kind of um i don't know well let me you're explain kind of that. <laughs> okay well let me so so <clears throat> You're labeling me that now, but mm -hmm. he was on the bed, like, taking up a portion. I was trying to get my feet under the blankets mm -hmm. so I had, you know, so I could lay down. And he was growling at me because mm -hmm. I was trying to move my feet <laughs> under the bed that is ours and not his. Well, I think it was um, confusing for him because I was going through my split with my ex and... It was like 
he kind of used the dog a little bit, like kind of dangled him in front of me. And yeah, finally, but I don't think Mackie knew that. No, I know. But but I was watching him that weekend or that night like I was watching him. And I think he was out of sorts because he was back at Aunt Nat's house and like sleeping in a bed with me and this guy he doesn't know yeah. instead of being with his daddy. But I feel like he would have done that to anybody. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there, he seemed kind of like a he, jerk. He was a sweet dog, but he was a bit, you know, he. I think he'd been abused or neglected and had like, it's like a foster kid. Like they like. But also he had been pampered and was allowed to be up on beds and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> but my point saying. is, like, he just had things where he could be really sweet and predictable, and then there were things that would kind of set him off that, like, even I didn't necessarily expect. Like, for with Charlie for a while, feeling him out, like, you know, he'd bite me if I touched him in a certain spot that I didn't realize was, like, a trigger spot. And Mackie was getting older as well and kind of maybe a little grouchy. Hmm. But... um. But we got a cat and like uh, quite a few years ago. And then we got Mackie like a year or two after that. And we were a little concerned that it wasn't going to work out because Mackie just kept chasing the cat. And eventually they just became buds, like way more than Mackie and Charlie ever became like, hmm. well, yeah, like they would sleep. You know, I just remember one time Mackie was like laying on the couch or laying on the floor and the cat was just next to him. And we were like, oh, like when did that happen? And it was really sweet. And then the cat died. I think maybe got pneumonia or something. Like we took like a weekend trip. It was home, had plenty of food and water, came home, found it under the bed, just dead and hard. And oh, like, and it, it would, um, That's awful. she, what was her name? Peppy? You she would, um, name? well, it was more like Nick's cat. Like he oh. really, but yeah, I mean, she was, she was sweet, but she was a little bit like not always, she was a little bit like aloof and I just didn't super bond with her and he kind of bonded with her more but she would like have these like sneezing episodes and so i wondered if she had kind Cat of an underlying or something um no i wonder if she had like an underlying respiratory or something um that then i mean you know we didn't get an autopsy or anything but yeah i was just like sad that you know mackie lost his little friend mm. but um anyway that's kind of all i have to say it's just kind of a sad like just kind of hearing by chance as I'm talking to mom, hearing about Ripley, the little pug, too, and my sister's roommates, and it was like their remaining dog. And it was just like, oh, just sucks. And they were having a similar decision of like, he's clearly failing, but he's like not quite there. Or they're not sure. Like having to make that decision. Like, I just I just hope and pray that um, Charlie just goes quickly, you know, like um, Tina and Joel's dog, uh, Rose who was a retriever and you know she was only like 10 or 11 but she just in the night you know had a heart attack they think and just um it was quick like yeah. i think it you think it's nice the idea of like saying goodbye but i just would rather it just be quick and kind of like i don't have to make that decision of like oh he's acting like he's healthy and happy now but now he looks you know in this moment he looks like he's really dragging and struggling and like maybe struggling to breathe but then in this moment again he looks healthy and then i have to decide to just pump you full of something that takes your life and um i don't i think that's i think that's partly my mom's thing she's had to do that now with two dogs who would have these moments of like seeming like they're okay and maybe that moment that you make that decision it's time then you know they're happy and perky and you're like what the fuck like i'm just gonna kill you basically yeah going in their sleep 
definitely is preferable. Uh, we had to put Clyde down, and that was pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. He he had like a stroke or something where his head was like going left kind and of right, cycling, yeah, he, like back and forth, like mm-hmm. like the room was spinning for mm-hmm. him, and it was like that for like a full day. And then my parents were like, yeah, I think it's time. He was very old, too. My mom was so good to him. Mm. She gave him, like, all the best food and stuff. He lived for a very long time. I think he was, like, 16 Mm. as an older dog, as an older rescue dog. Mm -hmm. But so a vet came to the house and put him down and... It's like, yeah, you're you're making this this decision for them and it just doesn't none of it feels right. You just hope that you're you've done it at the right time, not too soon, not too late. Yeah. You don't want them suffering, but like, you know, and then at some point um like I know my mom good. has put a lot of money <laughs> and I don't think it matters the size, but you do kind of probably think like this little thing that weighs 5 pounds putting thousands of dollars into potentially yeah and how much more to prolong their life a few more months or you know so yeah it just sucks you know they're just obviously we have this bond that we've evolved with them and like bred them to be that way but it's like we've not done ourselves a favor in a way because they're so hard to to lose and they're always gonna well we're always going to outlive them until a certain point. But I well, I would worry more about not outliving them and then, like, who's going to take care of my dog, you know? They're like a little friend that, you know, can only betray you. Like, the worst way they can betray you is by, like, ripping up your stuff a little bit or, like, mm-hmm. you know, eating your food. Eating multiple sets of headphones. That's, like, the worst <laughs> thing they can do yeah. to you, whereas, you know, people. But yeah. So th- I think that's kind of why... A lot of people have really close bonds to their animals because, like, you can't hurt me. The worst mm-hmm. way you can hurt me is, you know, very minimal. <laughs> Even when you manipulate me, it's kind of enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know about that, but Well, you know, sure. just, like, looking at you with puppy eyes to get food and then saying, see ya. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, that's what I'm talking about. Well, that I mean, that's kind of messed up because they're, like, pretending like they care about you. But they do. But I don't they know just if they really care about the food. Too. I don't know if they're actually pretending that they care about you because they're looking at the food the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of transparent in that way too. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uplifting stuff. Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's that yeah. was a weird. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Did you uh, want to move on to something a little more um, cheerful, like the our new addiction? Sure. Yeah. Go. Go. Go ahead. Go for it. So we went and saw my aunt and uncle this weekend and they're super chill to hang out with and they have this nice little back room with a couple cozy couches and they bring in all the snacks. So of course we're eating super healthy, like <laughs> M&M's, little candy bars. Uh, I forgot about M&M's. Cocktails. Yeah. Um, and then watching TV and they're like, oh, we've been watching this show. Like, let's put that on. It's called Alone and it's a reality show about like 10 people. I think they had send like 10 people out into is it, is it the arctic or what it looked like it was arctic. like technically the arctic it's um, the arctic it's like it's it's like very north of the middle of canada yeah i mean you know yeah yeah so we kind of came in they showed us like they're like halfway through or maybe a little less than halfway through um 
and they send like 10 people out with minimal provisions Mm -hmm. and they go and they go out for a hundred days and it's a million dollar challenge. So whoever wins gets a million dollars. And it's right before winter. Mm -hmm. So So they have like a month before the water is still water. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Something like that. But they have to build a shelter, start hunting animals. They set snares, they fish, they use gill nets and, uh, and they're kind of figuring it out like, Oh, I need more fat than this or, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. So um, basically, I had canceled my Netflix a few months ago to try to save money and just minimize distractions from like doing the podcast and just doing other stuff. <laughs> and and what happened today? I signed back up for Netflix, and they like my aunt and uncle were like so offering goodbye me podcast. <laughs> no, no. Um, but they were offering me to use their password. And I was like, I don't like to do that. Like, if you're paying, and just then if there's some kind of like too many people are watching, I don't want to do that. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just sign up again. And yeah, because I really just want to finish this show. So then. We were like, okay, this this girl was trying to hunt um, porcupine because you either have to get fish or porcupine. I don't know if there's other animals because they're the ones that have a lot of fat, like the rabbits. Well, I'm sure there the... are other animals with more fat, but she had just stumbled across the tracks and was like, ooh, a porcupine. I know they have a lot of fat on them. Mm-hmm. So she started tracking it. Right. But like <clears throat> they were, they were, you know, catching a lot of rabbits and other creatures and one guy caught like a musk ox, but mm-hmm. even that is like doesn't have enough fat to for a human who's like out there just living, you know, being very physical and it's really cold. So they have to find animals that have a little more fat. So she finds this porcupine and she finally catches it, kills it, is, you know, skinning it and, you know, processing it, whatever you say. And it's like riddled with, I forget what the disease is, some kind of white spots like all over its organs. There were white spots all over its liver. Yeah. Like big. Disgusting. Big M&M size white Ugh. spots. Why do you have to do the M&M? Like when we're eating M&Ms. Because that's like what size they and were. now I'm going to think of that. I'm going to eat the M&Ms. Well, good. So on the way home, we were like, Texas, and tell us what happened. Did she eat the porcupine? Because we were like, you know, she wasn't sure if the meat, the rest of the meat would be contaminated. So um, we we're like, text us, text us and tell us. And then we got home and I was like, she didn't text us. So they texted her and then, you know, they said, yeah, she ate the rest of it. She didn't eat the organs. But point is, it's just like a really fun, it's minimally, shut up, it's minimally um, dramatic. Like it's not overly like manipulating you like all the other reality shows. Like that. that's why I never watch them. I can't stand them. Like. Yeah, it's, it's just them setting up their cameras and they still do some shit. They still pull some shit with the editing like you'll have some something that's about to happen it's like the music starts building yeah and then nothing happens and it's like man fuck or they fuck cut you guys they cut and they do a lot of cliffhangers i hate that kind of crap it's so fake i mean yeah. sometimes it's kind of fun because it's like what's gonna happen but when you do it every episode yeah whenever possible come on but the nice thing is that it was clearly like made for television, yeah. or, you know, and but then you're watching it on Netflix, so you don't have to actually do the ads. So every time That's they have true. a cliffhanger, two seconds later, you're right back to it and you get to know what happened. Yeah. You know, so just compared to a lot of other shows, it's not too bad. I'm sure that they 
have more crew. I'm just sure that they have more crews out there than they're saying. Um, because what they're For saying is that... For sake. Yeah, what they're saying is they have these people out there and all they have is their, like, few cameras or whatever that they set up. But... Um, and then if they call and say, I'm tapping out, then they come get them on a boat and it doesn't take that long. But I'm just like, no, I think there's other cameras. Like you said, when that guy like set fire to his structure and there's like suddenly camera angles. Either they have the cameras pre-set up. Mm -hmm. And I think that might, might be a thing. They have cameras set up that are live feeding to a nearby camp. So if anything goes wrong horribly, they can come help them. For example, like if a bear comes up yeah, or if somebody slips or gets stuck or whatever, they have to have some kind of live feed, yeah. I would think, for safety because they don't want people to die for that reason and also yeah. to not get sued. So, uh, but yeah, the, one of their, spoiler, one of the guy's huts burned down. And you get all these cool camera shots of it. And I was thinking, like, why would he, why would he stop stop trying to put the fire out and set up all of these cool camera angles because a million dollars is at stake and you need a fucking shelter because it's freezing and it's nighttime yeah it's not like the morning when his house is burning down it's night and you do have like bears and wolves sniffing around i mean either a danger to yourself or they're gonna take your food um because animals were stealing people's food Mm-hmm. Like this guy had a wolverine scale up to his little cache and like take his fish. Also, they are in the Arctic and they're right on the water's edge. So I'm wondering if they're ever going to see a polar bear. But, uh, hmm. I feel like maybe they're not north enough. Hmm. Aren't polar bears like in year round ice and snow? I don't know. I feel like they are. Maybe they can't exist. I don't think, I think they're really north. Okay. Really cold. But that would be terrifying. Um, Well, and I think if you have seven or eight seasons, or I think they said there's seven seasons of this show, if you didn't have someone nearby, I feel sure that at least one person would have died, you know, Mm -hmm. fallen into the frozen lake. And then, so you just have no idea. And they're just, yeah, there must be a feed. Like you said, that makes a lot more sense, actually, a live feed to a nearby camp. Well, especially if you're like low, you know low on nutrients your brain isn't working right you're desperate you're out trying to get food you know you might slip and fall into the water it's Mm -hmm. super icy you know that one woman spoiler again she slipped and mashed her face against the ice she she had a busted eyebrow and a busted lip Mm -hmm. it's like man she took it really well she was like smiling the whole time like oh i hope my lip doesn't swell up further but she was like just Wish I could be like that. Just she no matter just, what happens, like you're just la la la. She may have just not had the energy. That's true. That's or true. just been smart enough to go, I'm not going to freak out about this because I don't have the extra calories. Yeah. It's a it's a really fun show. I mean, maybe it was fun because when you're sitting there like with my aunt and uncle and you're like joking about what they're doing or going like, why aren't they doing this? Like it's a fun kind of interactive experience. But I got really into it and I... I wouldn't have thought that I would. Mm-hmm. And I think also because there's this part of me inside that like wants to be like that, like self-sufficient, being able to just survive in the wild because I'm so not. And I just I'm really enjoying it and really thinking how enjoyable it is. Like I don't enjoy the killing of the animals, but 
to catch a thing, to be clever enough and resourceful enough to catch a thing, skin it, cut it, you know, do all that stuff, cook it, and then eat what you just caught. And like it sustains you for another day. Yeah. And you're just catching kind of like just what you need. And there's like, yeah, you're in this tiny little structure, but there's not all this. Like, you know, I I definitely enjoy my creature comforts and all my conveniences, but it's wasteful. So like watching people kind of do that, like the guy who catches the musk ox and he is literally like almost literally using every part. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's a bit cuckoo. That guy is a bit just, you know, he, the, okay. What? Are you trying not to spoil it more or? Yeah. And yeah. Well, okay. So spoiler alert. So if you're going to watch the show, stop listening and go watch the damn show. It's on Netflix. It's called Alone. But spoiler alert. What does he do? He, so he catches this musk ox and also he's, he's bow hunting it. So it's kind of brutal. Yeah, you know? it is kind of brutal. Bow hunting is kind of shitty unless mm-hmm. you can kill a thing in one hit. Yeah. Which I think is probably rare. But yeah. so you have to hit the you hit the animal with a with an arrow and then you have to track it and as it bleeds to death. Wait for it to die. Or yeah. what he was doing was running up to it and stabbing it. To finish it off, yeah. So you'd run up to it, stab it, run away. Run up to it, stab it. Which is it, probably run away. still more humane. And he's burning a lot of calories mm-hmm. uh but then he had he had to do it quick because he had to get the meat back to his little cabiny thing mm-hmm. uh but yeah he he seemed pretty cool at first and like he really seemed to just know what he was doing and then he started like dipping his hands in the blood and getting kind of weird like that yeah is it weird to you because he's a white man doing that like huh I just mean because it might be what, like, native people would do. Like, eating parts of the raw heart or whatever. I think it was heart um, he was eating. The raw heart didn't really bother me. But, like, when he was, when he had his hands, like, he got his hands all, like, bloody and was, I don't know, it felt like. Did he do it for a reason? Was he like, like this is really good for my skin or was that just. It looked like he was rubbing it into his hands and, I don't know, he was getting a little weird. And, and he doesn't seem like he, he was washing that much. Mm. I mean, I know the water's freezing cold, but. Well, even like hippie chick, every time she would lift her hands to the camera, they're really dirty and like callous looking really dirty. Yeah. But then, yeah, if you're rubbing animal blood and then you're not washing your hands, like we're not just talking dirt. I was, I'm kind of waiting for him to get an infection or something. Mm -hmm. Not, not rooting for that. I don't yeah. want him to, yeah. but... Well, then he was using the brains to, like, rub on his gloves, his leather gloves, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, yeah. okay, like, sealing it in or making it maybe more pliable or oily. But then he starts rubbing it on his face, and he's, like, kind of getting into it. And Well, it's moisturizer. But I he mean, was I get really... I think like we were all kind of looking thing. at each other like, uh, you know. He's, mm. He really seemed a bit gleeful about it. <laughs> but maybe because he knew people watching would be like, ugh. Or maybe he was just excited because he's like, man, in this icy tundra, my face is chapped. Mm-hmm. I'm so chapped. I need some of that brain balm. Yeah, we should get we should get a hold of some of that. I wonder if Bert's That's okay. Bees makes Bert's brain wax. Probably not. <laughs> Bert's brain balm. Uh-huh. 
It's a cool show. <laughs> I like I liked watching the girl do ice fishing because I think that's a thing I'd like to try. You know, it, I know you I know she bugged you, but I thought it was so cool. It seems appealing, but I think it's probably miserable. I would like it in a more controlled environment in one of like the tent hut things where you have a thermos bowl of coffee or hot chocolate or soup or all of the above. And yeah, I'd probably get tired of it after 10 minutes, but it still yes. seems fun. <laughs> I think you definitely would. Come on. I, I, I'd do it for a few hours. I, you know, you have your little radio like in Grumpy Old Men, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. I don't know. I'm I'm not really into fishing. Unless I have to. Because of the animal um, death? That and it's Deathing, just dying. boring. Oh. You're just, just hanging. Especially in a situation like that. Just looking at an ice hole. Hanging. I wonder how long, at least the first day, she sat there before catching something. Because, of course, on the in the editing, it's they don't make you wait that long. No, it's they all timed. Sh- they show you the time, though. They're I like, can't remember, though. In the bottom corner, they tell you what time it is. I don't is. think she was there that long. She was there for, I think, a couple hours. And then she's... So she's on ice that's, um, you know, just thick enough to freeze over and to walk on and to drill through. Well, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but then she starts jumping in place in excitement that she caught a she fish. She caught her first fish, yeah. Jumping up and down. You're with jumping her, a lot. With her feet in like a... Um, Kind of together, mm-hmm. which... Making a perfect little human piercing yeah. mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> like she's trying to pierce through the snow. <laughs> she's just going to go straight down. Not to mention all the calories she's burning. Mm-hmm. As she's like worried about food, she's also, you know, hopping around like a freak, burning a bunch of calories. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? I'm sure that she is not survival. A bit like on the edge and kind of maybe just hysterical a little bit. Not... Not good. I mean, I I don't know probably half the shit she does about Mm -hmm. surviving in the wild, but like, what the hell are you doing? Well, she was going through some real emotional um, stuff. She hit like a low. Well, then then go, yes, I got a fish. (laughs) I'm explaining explaining to the audience, to the listeners, because they don't know necessarily. Um, Her name is Keelan and the hippie girl is Callie. And so while we're watching it, there's like four people left and there's Amos and there's Roland and Roland's kind of the the crazy guy who like is, is very impressive. The brain bomb. It is the brain. Yeah. Brain lotion guy. It's cool how he was using every part of the muskox. Yeah. But, but Keelan, um, she was having like this really low point. She was missing her husband. It sounds like they really do a lot together. And she's really, she was like, I'm really missing human contact. And just, there's like, just no one. I really like touch. I like hugs. I like kisses. And at one point she's just sitting outside her little shelter and she's like caught a bunch of rabbits. So she's got like two rabbits on like a line, like hanging outside her door. And she just like touches the feet of one to her forehead. And she's like, this is really weird. I know. But it was so funny because she just wanted contact with something. Mm-hmm. And then later it was a bit morbid because she just has all these rabbit feet hung up <laughs> like at her hearth or whatever you would call it. But I sympathized with her. I don't think she had a hearth. It just seemed like the place where the hearth would be because you'd have rabbit feet hanging over it oh. for Christmas or something. I don't know. But I think that's why I felt for her when she caught her fish is because the she kind of got a boost of like, I can do this. Well, yeah. And I feel like if if she was going to leave, I mean, now she'll she'll do her utmost to stick it out. Yeah, no, it was cool to see, but it's it was reminiscent of like 
Have you ever seen those videos of um, like bicyclists where they're like almost to the finish line and they're ahead of everybody and they're like, yeah, yeah and they throw their hands up and then they get passed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's it was little... like that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're just going to, f- you know, you're going to fall through the ice or you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Or you're going to expend too much energy. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, and also like, just don't celebrate too early. Like you've got one fish. Yeah. So now you have to get it back, protect it, process it, make sure no fucking animal steals it. Uh-huh. And you need to catch a bunch more. Yeah. And so stop celebrating. And, and then she comes out the next day to fish and she's kind of like really confident. And I'm like, just be like grounded and realistic and like put your head down and be humble. As soon as you get like too cocky or confident or like blase, like you're just going to get corrected by the universe. That's just what happens to me. <laughs> I think that's what happens to everybody. You know, you have like a really good day, then you're going to have kind of maybe a mad day or just you're not going to have like three really good days in a row. I just I know that sounds really cynical, but she could out but, there in the wilderness. But just being a freak when you when something goes right is not mm-hmm. is not really going to help you. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could last, but I like watching these people do their stuff and um some satisfying i think also when you're sitting if you had the knowledge you just have to and also i just don't really want to you'd have to have interest and knowledge in yeah you know that type of living off the grid it seems exhausting to me that you'd be bundled up in all these big puffy things and you have gloves and you're you have like fur stuff on and then you're having to maneuver through the snow or the terrain and then bring this thing in the house and cut it up and process it. And and then you're not taking regular showers. Yeah. it's It looks cool when you're like cozy on the couch with, you know, an alcoholic or hot beverage in your hand and plenty of snacks. It's really fun. It looks like something that would be cool to try mm. for like maybe a week. Yeah. But not for like a hundred days or however long they're doing it for. Yeah. 100 days is too long. It's a long time. Especially for a lot of them have kids and... Yeah, that's... Yeah, a few of them had like young kids, like two or three years old. And I'm like, oh, wow. But the prospect of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So that would be hard. Yep. But anyway, the show's really good. It's called Alone. You should check it out on Netflix. Um, We were kind of going to do a shorter episode because we're a little bit behind schedule because of being away all weekend. So just kind of wanted to um, share that stuff with you guys because it was kind of at the top of our heads. So we'd love to hear um, if you've watched the show, what you think of it, or if you're like a survivalist or um, with our other topic, if you've, um, you know, dealt with losing pets. I feel like everyone has. And um, share with us. Share. Yes. What about you? Do you have any parting thoughts? Yeah. Do you? No. How disappointing. What a letdown. No, I was saying yes. I know. Before. I can't keep up with you. You must have had too much caffeine no. today or something. You had caffeine. You like were the buzzing. one who wanted a fresh pot. You were like, can you make a fresh pot? Yeah. Fresh but pot. See? See my that, point? But that was me. That was a callback to when you were talking about Dave Grohl earlier doing Bee Gees covers. Yeah. He's, Dave Grohl is doing Bee Gees covers, as you just said. Mm-hmm. That's what I was referring to. And you wanting a fresh pot. You wanted a fresh pot of coffee. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably what made me think of it. Mm. Um, 
But I I really haven't had that much. Hmm. Okay. Having trouble keeping up with you. You sure are. All I right. am. Well, let's put an end to that. Let's put an end to your suffering <laughs> by stopping the episode. Okay, so please like, subscribe, leave a rate, review, etc. You know the drill. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.